You know, being here in the house of Mario all by myself this month has been amazing. I've had access to all three pieces of the Triforce, every power-up, and unlimited XP all to myself. But you know, being here all alone in this huge house feels so empty. Hello? Hello. See? Nothing but Echo. I wonder if my co-host Bryce will ever come back. Hello! Who could this be? We're located exactly between the Mushroom Kingdom and Hyrule. No one knows we live here. me, I'm back. What's up everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the award-winning Nintendo podcast on the 8-Bit Collective and the doors to episode 86 are open. I'm your host Drew Agnew and joining me back in the hot seat, back on the house of Murray is my best buddy Bryce DeWitt. Where's my million dollars, Eddie? Uh, well, it's uh, in one of these. No, that's the prices right. I was about to say it's in one of these briefcases. <laughs> you got to try and open it. Which one are you going to choose? Uh, sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. Nice. Uh, <laughs> you have to wait to the end of the show to find out whether uh, it's been opened or not. Ah. But Bryce, you uh, you haven't been on in a while. Uh, what's been up? I've had a few a few of our friends and that going. Oh, how's Bryce going? You know, you've been away for a month or so. So, um, yeah, I'm doing. A fair bit's happened. You've had a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was my main reason for taking the break. Yeah. You've gotten out to talk. You haven't been here for a month. That's all right. It's just been uh, pretty much what you expect, I guess. It, it hasn't actually changed all that much. It's just, you know, you've got to... The next one. You've got to learn how to manage two children. And then you've got to, you know, make sure you spend time with them. And yeah. No, yeah, okay. Right. And nurture them and grow. And yeah, you know, I'm an adult. Yeah. I can do these things. That's good. Yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> too long, didn't read. It's all been pretty much the same. Just been raising our beautiful little boy. He's a month old already. It's going quick, isn't it? Jesus Christ, it's going quick. And I mean, he's he's a little more difficult than the first one was in terms of like certain things, but like like going sleep, to bed and that, sleep yeah. and yeah. yeah. But I mean, uh, Jade's not working until well, Jade's not going back to work till the end of the year, so we've got plenty of time to figure that out. It's yeah, not a big deal. And then I'm just yeah, I'm just uh, working in between that. So mm. yeah, awesome. And Saturdays don't exist for me anymore at the moment. So that's fun. Oh, well, at least the rest of the week exists. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> guess so. Yeah. So I want to catch you up on on sort of Nintendo news. Just uh, well, not catch you up, but just I, I was about to say catch me up. Like I haven't been yeah, watching. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But just to, yeah. Fuck me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, fuck you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, catch the audience up on sort of your opinion. So, uh, what was your favorite game from the direct a couple of weeks ago? Oh Off, shit! Just which, top of your head, boom. Which which director are we talking about? Uh, the last one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I didn't get to watch it live, so I was catching up. New. I was I was actually fishing at the time with my mother's partner. Uh, but probably Astral Chain. I'm most interested in. Oh yeah, really? Well, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fit, definitely up there for me too. Yeah. Well, because it, it it's it's got that aesthetic from X that I want on the Switch, sort of. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and it's a platinum game, and platinum games are usually pretty damn good. So mm. I, I can't really complain. It looks stunning, that. yeah. Like, it does, it does. At least from great. the trailer. Hopefully it yeah. looks like that when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we all know that video games don't. 
but (laughs) you know look at look at anthems comparison even like yeah well it's just like yeah a lot of those uh e3 showings are just blown right out of proportion what the actual final product is they're actually they're actually like ran on a computer with the absolute tippest toppest of specs yeah they borrowed one from nasa to (laughs) showcase the game yeah exactly (laughs) you know it's you can never expect that type of thing to be like oh hey look this Mm. is gonna run it is it is only coming out uh was it end of july or august so it's not that far away so that should be pretty it's actually kind of surprising how soon that is yeah they must have had it cooking in the background just... Well, they probably had it cooking before Bayonetta. Yeah, they, they would have had to. Have. Yeah, must have, yeah. So, because we've got nothing on Bayonetta since the reveal mm. teaser. Yeah. So, I guess, I guess, yeah. I mean, I'm excited for it. I, I want that. So, yeah. I'm actually pretty surprised you said that over Fire Emblem or Zelda well, no, or no, any of that stuff. The thing is, is with Fire Emblem is I already you knew, knew it was, what, yeah, I, we, yeah. I already knew it was coming. We so it, it, yeah, it was. True. I got more information on what's going on with Fire Emblem, and that's cool and everything. And I still can't wait for Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem's going to be wicked. But seeing something new, fresh, and exciting, and something that I've been in sort of demand for in terms of theme, yeah, has got me excited. I mean, obviously, like Fire Emblem's going to be one of my bigger games this year. That I'm going to be like, Psh, wow. It's going to be a lot of time put into that just yeah. by. By the sort of choices you can make, just all the different sort of uh, regions or the houses <laughs> you can yeah, pick. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. I mean, uh, it, it warrants multiple playthroughs, which is great. I yeah. feel like a game like Fire Emblem kind of needs needs that in its repertoire. Mm. But like, I like seeing the other mechanics of Fire Emblem as well, like what parents make the better, the better statted or ability-wise children and all that. You know, th- there's a lot of background stuff where it's just yeah, like yeah. they can explain the story to me in the ether, well, in the ether, in the in the direct. You know what I mean? They can explain that shit to me, uh, but at the end of the day, um, all they're really saying is like, "This is what happens with the story," mm-hmm. and uh, here's the systems that we added in to make the game a little more interesting. It's like cool, but I want to know about the stuff that I really liked in the Fire Emblem, which was also the like the slice of life sort of stuff. Yeah, like the character character dialogue and stuff like that. That that's the stuff that interests me most. So, mm. but yeah, yeah, no, it is for me too. And the uh, the second question is Grookey, uh, yeah, Grookey, uh, Score Bunny or Scobble? Scobble. Yeah. Yep. I don't like to be honest. I, I when I first saw them, I was like, uh, that was my op- opinion on all of them. Yep. Now now my opinion is yeah, they're good. Like all of them, I don't really have a certain one. I'm like, yes, I'm gonna pick that one. Yeah. Initially, I'm like, oh, Grookey is cool. Then, then it went to Scobble, then uh, Score Bunny, sort of, because uh, I really didn't like Score Bunny like when I first saw it. Yeah. But now, now I'm like, oh yeah, I like Score Bunny too. So I kind of just like them. I all. don't have a problem with any of them in general. I guess it's just that, and I, I mean, I talked to you about this before, but I'm gonna state it here. I'm not a big fan of monkey Pokemon. I don't know what it is about them. I'm just not a yeah. massive fan of them. So it's just kind of like, and it's not like we haven't had a grass monkey before. Yeah. Poor, poor old Pansage there is getting friggin' ignored. Yeah, yeah. Like he's, like, for some reason, Grookey's like a massive messiah on the internet. It's like, oh my god, it's a grass monkey. And then Pansage is in grass the background Grass monkey, crying. funky monkey. That's a, that's a good song. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's just, yeah, I, I guess when I looked at them, I was kind of just like, Grookey's probably my least favourite because we've already got a, I'm not I'm not a fan of monkeys we've already got a grass monkey in the game somewhere yeah yeah um, just seeing some of the fan art that's where I'm getting excited like these Pokemon have a pretty like a 
big big range what they can probably turn into like probably yeah there's some like really cool designs going out I'm like oh I hope I hope the actual official ones are that cool there's also one where they all just turn into fighting fighting types you see see that one when they're just like big all they turn into just big muscle men yep because everybody's looking at score bunny and they're just like you are going to be fighting type because of that bandage on the nose anime trope hmm like if if it's not a firefighting, what can it? What could it be? Oh God knows. But they, th- that's the problem. Is even if if they don't make it firefighting, they're still going to make it a fighting aesthetic, like they did with the Incineroar. Like it's just going to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like they've completely they had drag they had a dragon for God's sake in the first generation, and then ever since then, it's just been animals with different fighting aesthetics. Yeah, maybe maybe disregard Typhlosion in that Typhlosion's kind of unique in its own right as well but yeah he's just a he's just a rat <laughs> yeah. I love Typhlosion though but like it, yeah so do I he was my favourite starter yeah. generation but just like going through the lines it's just been like here's an animal that kicks things here is another species of animal that kicks things mm. here is another species of you know it, it just yeah, yeah he just keeps going yeah and like even even though Incineroar is not a fighting type. It is one hundred percent like a fighting type in spirit. Yeah, it may as well be. It may as well be a fighting type. They're just like, oh, we don't want to. It's a wrestling. They're just it's a like, wrestler. Yeah. It's like here at here at Game Freak HQ. It's like, guys, everybody is upset that we've had firefighting Pokemon for the last three generations. What are we going to do about it? Well, I'll tell you what. We've got this big muscly cat that looks like he belongs on a cereal box and we've already decided on that design let's just make him a dark type yeah he could still be a wrestler he can still fight people but let's just make him a dark type mm. but I, I feel like the the problem with with it is the aesthetic not the typing yeah definitely just like uh, something standing on its back legs and punching yeah. and punching it's, it's, it's kind of weird how fighting types are super effective against the Cineral now though <laughs> Like, yeah. I'm a wrestler. Like, my champ comes and punches it in the guts. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's like a typical, typical WWE match. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but we'll get into a Pokemon Gen 8 talk a bit later. Yep. So, on this show, we're going to be talking a bit about the just the news, what's been coming out, a few small updates to a few small games. We're going to be catching up on sort of the uh, Reggie news and be putting our sort of opinions out there because... And the stuff we didn't get to because I was away. Big Reggie fans, yeah. Because, like, all of this stuff, it, like, it came out when I already had um, interviews and stuff lined up. Well, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I'll leave it till Bryce comes back anyway. It's all good. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, like... It's all right, cause it doesn't big... go till April, you know? It's not too you're like, late. <laughs> you're, like, crying. You're, you're, like, last week's episode, or, well, the direct episode, you're, like, crying. It's like, Reggie's gone! And NATO's just, like... Why am I on this podcast? <laughs> no, but I didn't. Uh, we, uh, we talked about Pokemon of NATO. NATO was very happy. Yeah, yeah. Good. And uh, just uh, before we move on to uh, the main show, I just want to thank everyone that came on the podcast the last few weeks. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was, uh, it was thank ple- you for covering my ass. Yeah, it was a <laughs> pleasure having everyone on, and I think everyone enjoyed having uh, a robust lineup of guests too. So yeah, and look, it's it's good to do that once in a while. And I mean, even if even if it doesn't happen again for a while, I think it's just like. Well, so Bryce, so, yeah. So Bryce, you've been playing a bit of Dragalia Lost. I have. I've been waiting for that yeah. game to come out for what five, six months. Yeah. So it came out in Australia just this week. It's been in. It's been in. I think it was just the US, maybe UK. I'm not sure. I think it was just US the US, and Japan, Japan. Yep. So it's been over there for a while. I've jumped into it. I've downloaded it. I've played it for about forty minutes. I know. Like this is this is probably your realm. You've played a lot of games in this sort of genre. Yep. 
whereas I haven't. What do you think of it, sir? Is uh, it a good video game for your mobile device? Okay, well, uh, I'm going to put a bit of a TLDR of what... I put out something on Twitter because, like, because, you know, obviously my initial interest in this game is pretty big. It's a new Nintendo-specific IP. Mm-hmm. It's mobile only, which was a bit of a worry, but not for the obvious reasons. Uh, but my TLDR on what I said on Twitter was is that this game is good, but the prices at sports are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, they're absolutely disgusting to get one ten times roll on things that could be three different things, uh, three different things, which is Worm, Prin- Worm Prince, Dragons, or Adventures. So, is, is this very much a, like a gachi game? Oh, it's 100% a gachi yeah, okay. game. Gotcha. But the thing is, is like, the roster is so short on everything right now that it's not unviable to just play the game and pick up everything naturally because you can earn like a semi-premium currency just playing the game yeah and then use that to roll uh the the price anyway the prices are disgusting the ip is really good there's a good story there i did notice that i was surprised when it was had like cut scenes i'm like huh what the it hell was really good i'm just sitting there playing this game on my phone and yeah uh, they had these cut scenes rolling out I'm like, oh this actually got a pretty cool story it does yeah it, it's really good but it, it's just kind of like well it would be a shame to see this IP wasted because of the greediness of the prices of the gacha rolls and stuff like that. I don't even think there's anybody... Like, I've I've not seen much talk about it at all, but I can't imagine people spending money on this game. Mm. Like, maybe they'd spend a bulk of money of maybe, maybe about 50 bucks to buy the quality of life things, like extra uh, wormsmiths so that you can upgrade your camp quicker... Uh, and then there's like little things that are more permanent upgrades and are not induced by luck. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. But as it, as for rolling for the luck side of it, I don't know why the hell people would buy currency because at the end, at the end of the day, you are guaranteed jack shit. Yeah. If you're paying for premium currency, it, it, it is a gambling machine and it's got absolutely awful prices that I've seen in some of... Because gacha games are my realm I play a lot of them and so I'm trying to spend too much money yeah you don't like you don't like money that's your, that's why you play them. yeah exactly I don't like money I hate money but no like, <laughs> I, I, I've cut down I've cut down in recent times in trying to in, in playing them because it is absolutely that I don't even know how they get away with charging such criminal prices but it seems like <laughs> it's funny because when I first heard you like play these types of games I was like huh yeah I didn't know you played those types of games so there you go yeah, yeah. well see the thing is is that like I'm gonna float these thing, two things in the same boat, being both Nintendo and Gacha games, and that is Fire Emblem Heroes and Dragalia Lost. Yeah, both of them have very abysmal abysmal prices, but have very viable ways to earn premium currency in game, which is great uh, because it means that you're not lose just losing out to people who can pay that, which. Oh, you'd need to be somebody on like a 5k a week salary to keep dealing <laughs> with that type of shit anyway like if you want to really make the most of it sorry kids two minute noodles I've got to get these uh, rolls to make sure I get this I've got to make sure I get this super rare worm print uh, <laughs> but it, it's just like um, every everything about it is really good I like the gameplay it's just sort of Diablo style type of thing the mm. team building is interesting and fun the fact that dragons and adventurers have their own stats and you can sort of mess around with them a bit uh the crafting system for weapons is great the castle system for uh like your home base is good because 
you know you can do all sorts of things with that the story is you know pretty good so far it's it's a shame to see all these things sort of just fall to the typical like yeah i'm a mobile game and i'm also a gacha game yeah definitely uh, with um i'm going to make a swift comparison there's a gacha game i called play called crash fever which is a puzzle game it's kind of like a is that the one I say you play? Yeah, quite almost often? kind of like crazy, crazy ass bejeweled type of thing. Yeah, yep. Uh, but like, it's it's so unique in its style that it would only really fit on a mobile platform because you wouldn't, you couldn't really put it on console and get the same reception. Uh, the yeah. satisfying thing is finding a good chain and then unleashing, letting it go, all that stuff. Yeah, and especially those types of games too. It's just a touchscreen interface is the best way to play it. Too. E- exactly, with yeah. A white, with a long screen. And, but yeah. Dragalia Lost, the problem with Dragalia, Dragalia Lost is while everything is good about the game except the prices of its premium currency, it can all be done on a console interface. Mm. Like the whole game could be played on a console interface. So it's just kind of like, you're not really offering me... I I mean, I'm going to keep playing it because I'm interested in the story and stuff like that. And I feel like I'm already building a decent, like, sort of team and all that stuff just to get through and yep. whatever. But um, it it's, it's gameplay that can be done on a controller. Yeah, so yeah, totally. So it's kind of irritating that this IP is currently restricted to its platform... Uh, simply because, well... Yeah. yeah. I feel like the controls aren't too bad, though. So, basically... Not awful, Basically, no. you're dragging your finger around to like a, to move the character around and to do dodges, you do swipes. To attack, you do little taps. So, yep. it's, it's not too bad, but it is it is a bit like a cumbersome when like you've got to take your finger off from moving then tap. And you yep. can't really do them both at the same time, obvious, yeah. obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I've only done like a few levels and I've sort of experimented... That, but, but the thing is, like, is like, imagine playing the gameplay of Dracarlia Lost on a controller. It would just feel like Diablo or something, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, it's it's something you could do uh, on the Switch, for example. And I brought this up as well. Was that it would be a shame for it to see it just rot on the mobile platform. It would be great if you, they could make a version that you actually pay a like decent currency for, so eighty bucks or whatever. You know, the typical Nintendo pricing. Just get that out of the way. Yep. <laughs> Add on to it, make it make its story a little uh like a little more um fleshed out with more cutscenes and stuff like that, more voice acting. Uh make the gacha system uh kind of like they do with Xenoblade two. Because that's that's the best way to do a free to play gacha system. It's really good. Um and then just Well, well not free to play, just like a paid product like well, you're not doing microtransactions and that. Well, yeah, no, that, yeah, yeah, that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no microtransactions, just like an in-game gacha system yeah, that yep. relies on luck. Like, there's that because that's what satisfied me so much about Xenoblade was um, I could farm that game for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours until I got the unit that I wanted, hmm. sort of thing. Um, you could do the same thing with Dragalia Lost, and I'd still play it for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Uh, it'd just be really good if this IP doesn't just get held to the mobile platform and that we see something for it later on on the Switch. Hopefully a uh, a sort of remake of the original story that they've already got going on on mobile. Hmm. Like, I get that it's free to play, but I don't know. I, I, w- I would almost rather just play it with a controller if it's just going to continue to be the gameplay it's at. Yeah. Have you spent any money in it yet? No. No. Uh, I mean, and I might. I might buy... Um, 
they've got welcome packs. I might buy one welcome pack, which is like I think forty bucks. Ooh, yep. You know. <laughs> you, yeah, well, to be fair, it's not much different to what you spent on Pokemon oh. Quest. Oh, Pokemon Quest, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, would, it would not be that much different in what you spent in that, but the, yeah, what no, it does. Absolutely. But just, just, just defending Pokemon Quest, you pay that forty-five dollars. That's it. You get it's pretty much. Oh, just, yeah. It's pretty much getting the game then. And I get that, yeah. but I'm saying that like, um, I could buy that, and then I could max out my Wormsmiths, uh, and <laughs> what's a Wormsmith? Oh well. <laughs> They build things okay, in yep. your camp. Okay, gotcha. So you get two You get two to begin with. If you've got more, they can build more at once. Okay. Which means your camp gets upgraded quicker. Same shit as Pokemon Quest. Yeah. Pay the premium currency, to get it, more yeah. opportunity to build and all that shit and yep. make your camp what it is. Um, so basically, uh, you get enough to sort of get as many Wormsmiths as you need. You get a five-star summoning ticket, so you're guaranteed a five-star adventurer. And then that might be the only 40 bucks I chuck on the game, and then that's it. Mainly because uh, re-rolling exists. If you if you play the start of the game and you get almost nothing wor- of worth within your first like bunch of freebies, then you can just delete the game, restart again without linking to your Nintendo account, re-roll again until you get something really nice, yep. and then just work off of that really nice thing. So I didn't have to do that. Fortunately, I got really lucky with my first couple. Oh, I got something good. Yep, yep. nice. I got uh, a couple five stars and a two. Wow, all good. Yeah. Uh, so I've well, I've got what like f- three or four five star dragons and maybe two or three five star adventurers. I haven't spent a cent. So like I've got I've got plenty, I've got plenty to work with. So I don't need to restart or anything again. But I might buy that just so I can max out max out the little things that are more permanent to the game and then leave it at that yep uh, paying for the premium currency is just too expensive yeah absolutely uh, I, I was just like thinking about who made the game and I looked up and it was Psy Games yeah Psy Games yep. so they were bought by DNA in uh, what, 2012 yep and they've got a 24% uh, stake in the studio so mm-hmm. this isn't a game actually made by Nintendo at all it's just pretty much DNA and it's a uh, it's made by no. It's uh, it's made by Side Games, and uh, the project is funded by Nintendo, making it a Nintendo yeah. IP. Okay, um, so they Nintendo has the IP. Yeah, Nintendo has the IP. Yeah, uh, okay. and they own five percent of the stock of Side Games now. Yeah, because when they the deal was is that um they would make a game in cor- in collaboration with Nintendo. And they would submit their idea. It would become a Nintendo IP, and they would invest uh, in five percent of stock okay. to yep. Sci Games. So Nintendo is now part owner in Sci Games. Um, apparently, Sci Games has made plenty of mobile games before, um, which doesn't surprise me. It's a really pretty game. Yeah, it's a really nice it mobile is. game. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of hope that Nintendo, being the per- being the company that holds the IP, doesn't just be like, forget it. I feel like I feel like that's one thing Nintendo's really missing is just like a very stock standard JRPG, one that um, yeah from them at least anyway. Well, like, from them, Square yeah. Enix seems to be supporting them really well with uh, what they're doing. Yeah, but, yeah. Because yeah. when you think about it, like the, un- the well, you un- got Xenoblade, but do you mean just like like yeah, the old I mean, fashioned stock, stock yeah. standard JRPG? Yeah. Almost generic, yeah. Well, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. like Xenoblade is Xenoblade is kind of all over the place at the moment. It's like, yeah, 
you got the X, you got Chronicles like one and two. Well, and Chronicles one, it's just like, was this game made in England? Because everybody's English. Yeah, everyone's. They dubbed it in English. Are we in Britain? <laughs> Are we in Britain? <laughs> um, but like, I would not call them stock standard JRPGs. I think they're probably a little bit different because they differ so much between yeah. each game. Yeah. Whereas Dragalia Lost could just be a series where it's basically the same thing every time. Yeah. yeah. Choose your job. Yeah. Level up. Yeah. Just yeah. standard stuff. That type of thing. Um, so we'll move on to uh, some of the the demos that came out in the Nintendo Direct. I've gotten around to playing a couple of them. Have you played uh, through the demos that were released a few weeks oh, ago? No, no, I haven't. I've got all I've right. got a couple downloaded, but yeah, well, that's all right. So I'll I'll start off with uh, the Yoshi demo, Yoshi's Crafted World. It's a uh, it's a little bit different to what I thought it would be, but it's actually got me more excited for the game after I finished it. Yeah. So basically, like it's a standard Yoshi game. But being able to sort of um, throw eggs into the foreground and the uh, the background really change it up. So you, you're looking for like a lot more things than you would be just doing a normal platformer. Yep. Usually you're like, oh, where's the invisible clouds? So I'll throw the egg at it. It opens up a pathway. You go up, you get the you know three red coins and that's what you're doing basically in all yeah. of these levels. Where's this one? You're like, oh, there's something in the background. And you, and you put your uh, cursor at it. And like now it's not, a, it's not like the... Uh, doing the uh, egg throw you can actually like aim it yeah yeah. so it's a lot easier to sort of just like aim your eggs which is I'm surprised it took so long to do to be honest I'm, <laughs> but like now like you're looking to the background you're like, oh I can throw my egg at a cow and you throw it at the cow and it just like and it smacks it into the air so then and you're actually able to do combos off of like items that are floating in the air so you might try and hit it say three times and you get more coins out of it mm-hmm yeah, it's pretty interesting that way too, and also just being able to uh, select the path you're going on. So whether it's like uh, back or forward, so it makes it a bit more like a 3D level, but it's obviously still, obviously still very linear. Yeah, yep. So I think it makes the sort of collection aspect of uh, of the game way more interesting. Mm-hmm. I found myself just so relaxed playing through it. I'm like, oh, I've got some red coins. Oh, I've got all the red coins. Oh, I've got to find this and whatever cool and I finished level finished like got everything and I found it way more satisfying than something like from Yoshi's Island or even Woolly World a couple of years ago so I, I really liked it and uh, then when you finish the level you get to go back through it backwards and you've got to collect the three poochies and that's uh, different again sort of I just like ran through it collected them cool good fun so yeah really looking forward to that I'm actually more excited for it now that I've played the demo uh, so yeah and the other demo I played was uh, Damon X Machina Yep. And you can tell this game is very rough around the edges. <laughs> um, when, when they said, oh, yeah, we're looking for feedback. Um, they really meant it. <laughs> yeah, they really they, they really meant it. <laughs> a lot of people have just said, oh, no, nah, I don't like it. But a lot of people haven't like gone into why they didn't like it, at least from yeah. what I've heard anyway, from my circles or yep. um, podcasts I listen to. But it, it just feels very rough around the edges. So when you're playing as the pilot in the uh, sort of hub area, she like, she, oh, I played as a she, but she felt like very just sort of clunky yep. in her animations and everything and even when you go into the actual game it feels very very slow unless you're boosting mm-hmm. and like the, the first level where it's like kill all the enemies I found it just like really boring yep. like really boring just like you're sort of shooting you can uh, you've got your left and right trigger the different weapons on different arms mm-hmm. similar to you know arms when you've, you can equip different things I had a uh, my left arm had a shield the other one just had a standard gun and uh, L the L bumper does uh, missiles if you lock on. Yeah. And I was uh, I was uh, playing through the first level, 
And I think there's like one tank I didn't find. So I'm there for like five minutes. Like, where's, where the hell's this tank? <laughs> and the game, like, graphically, it is like a bit blurry. Like, the draw distance isn't great. So if you're looking around, you're looking at, you're looking at your little uh, HUD icon just to find <laughs> find this enemy. Yeah. So I found the enemy, but and the next level was much of the same. But the third, the third uh, level actually shown some promise for the game. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you're on the ground, the game's a lot more fluid and fun because you're, you're basically sliding around. Uh, mm-hmm. It reminded me of Gravity Rush when you can use your gravity powers to sort of uh, like just grind the ground, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a lot more fast then. And when you go into the air, uh, it is good when you're boosting, but when you're just like out of boost and you're just flying, it's like it's like being behind an old lady in her car like come on come on like you're beeping the horn come on <laughs> yeah so in in the third level you get to verse other I'm just going to say other mechs I, f- I forgot what they were called now but yeah it was it was a lot more fun then sort of being able to like actually verse other AI that's a bit more smart not just like little pretty much dots on the ground yeah so I'm looking forward to this game I hope there's a lot they can improve whether it's just like I think they Whether can. They take it on board as the. Uh, yeah. yeah, um, I'd like to see them like speed up the gameplay. It's definitely very slow in parts. Um, yep. and sort of maybe incorporate the boost a bit more. Maybe not make it run out so quick because it is fun. Like you see someone shooting you, and, like you sort of boost out the way, and you sort of, uh, n- sort of need to maneuver. It also doesn't give you very much maneuverability. So you can sort of, you can press uh, was it B to ascend, but there's no way to descend. Like to the ground, if I if I'm like I want to go to the ground now and start you know shooting up and grinding or whatever, there's no way to actually do that. You just got to like fly forward and you slowly descend. There's no like up or down, mm-hmm. which which just like it because I was trying to land on this building, so I've got to like try and work out the actual distance. I've got to be to start descending onto it. Yep, right. And I don't know if they're like oh yeah, you know, the mech's very technical and you've got to like know these things. Like a real pilot's got to understand this. <laughs> you know, it, I don't know if that's what the, that that was their thinking, or they just didn't think about maybe a button to descend. Because I feel like there there are there is a there are buttons free on the switch to actually make you able to be able to do that. Yeah, but yeah, they just don't. Yeah, there just just doesn't. Yeah. So so like I I would like to see the graphics um refined a bit. It is it does look pretty janky at the moment. Yeah. But it is like a beta demo, so it is what it is. See my. Uh my issue with this at the moment is uh, are they struggling? Like, in the back of my head it's it's just like, are they struggling? Yeah. It's it's sort of a case of like the game itself never really interests me in to, be, uh, to begin with. Uh, it looked like that they were holding off an X port or <laughs> something like this and it just kind of, I don't know, there was something about it. There was something about it I just didn't like and... I haven't heard anybody talking about Damon X Mark in a, at all. Yeah. So when they first shown it at E three, I was actually like, oh, this looks cool. Like the sort of the the, the like the uh cell shaded art style and the sort of metal music. I'm oh this is something I can get behind. Yeah. There's not many mech games these days. So a bit like a fun thing to get behind, like an action uh mech game. And yeah. it, it also shown some a pretty big promise in sort of how you upgrade your mech and your character and all that too. I went into it and I tried to upgrade, but I didn't have any upgrades to upgrade my <laughs> mech with. Oh dear! So I don't know if I could earn them in the demo or not. But I think I had like a one different part and I equipped it. I'm like, cool, <laughs> wicked, yeah, success, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, it gets fixed. 
Uh, and I do hope they bring out a demo when they release the initial, like the game when it's fully released so I can actually see if it's improved. If not, I won't be interested in buying it for, you know, Nintendo price, yeah. $80. Yeah, and that's it. So, Just yeah. wait for Astral Chain if you want some sci-fi. Yeah, see, see, it's very similar looking to Astral Chain, but Astral Chain sort of looks way better. <laughs> well, it's a game over Platinum too, so you can almost be guaranteed that it's going to play. The action's going to be spot on, yeah. Yeah. Got Nintendo money behind it too, so <laughs> yeah. hopefully it doesn't yeah. turn out like... Avatar The Last Airbender, like, that game looked awesome. Like, as a big Avatar fan, but it just sort of obviously didn't have much time and it just got chucked out. Yep. Yeah. Like, I don't think Nintendo would do that to uh, one of their games they're publishing, but... You never know. No, you never know. Yeah. Uh, have you played much Tetris 99, Bryce? We've talked about this a bit on the show the last couple of weeks. You haven't. You haven't played Tetris 99. No, I got it downloaded. I just haven't played it. Fake Nintendo fan here, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it is, no, I'm, I'm joking, Bryce. It's, it's, right. it's <laughs> a really big deal, all right? Oh, I mean, everybody's playing Tetris 99, and I'm just like, well, I'm... A... You've been playing Apex Legends. You've, you've got your Battle exactly. Royale. You've got your Battle Royale sorted. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, the best I've gotten at the moment is third. Get better. Yeah, thanks, mate. Third's all right. Eric's got first. He got his first, like, in the first couple of days, so. Nice. Yeah, thanks. Good stuff, Eric. So, we've got nothing to say on that, obviously. Uh, well, I mean, I, th- I think it's I think it's good. I think it's good that we're finally getting something from Nintendo that's not just, hey, here's some ported games that we really should just have a whole collection of on yeah. the uh, eShop. So, it's good to see something unique sort of come to the Nintendo online platform. Uh, a, a lot of people seem to be enjoying it. Mm. Um, it came out, I think it was like a couple of days after Apex. Yeah, I think uh, it was. Like and people dr- were already making memes about it. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like, oh, they had like the the Grim Reaper, the Grim Reaper knocking at doors meme, and it's got like all these battle royales, and it's knocking at Apex. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. <laughs> like that, you know, it, it's good to see, and it's good to see a unique take on the battle royale genre, sort of as sort of as well. Uh, it's. Probably, I'm. I'm not sure how long it's going to last, player base wise. Though I think that's my biggest worry. I mean, um, the people that are playing, the people that are playing Tetris 99 now, I can guarantee you are probably not the same kids playing Fortnite or no, probably, Apex yeah. Legends, <laughs> and they probably never will appreciate it in the same way that people like us will, mm. because Tetris is something. <laughs> I that will we say, up with. like, it, like now, I'm getting no problems getting matches it's all lightning fast oh yeah for now you would be yeah. yeah but people have gotten so much better getting into the top 10 is way harder than it was like like when it first came obviously people are getting better like yeah like I'm getting better obviously everyone else is going <clears> to <throat> be getting better too but shit man games go forever now it's really hard to get into like the top 10 yeah I got into the top 8 the other day I'm like I'll do <laughs> that's good <laughs> enough no more for me I'm not mm. playing any more Tutris yeah oh man and I mean I intend to play it uh, yeah it's just been a sort of case of like especially the last week I've been absorbed in a Dragali Lost and Apex since it's come out as well I've been playing a lot of yeah so which I have not played Apex over so I've played my, my Battle Royale you've played your Battle you've Royale hardly, you've hardly touched any Battle Royale except for Tetris yeah no yeah that's all I need dude that's all I, I, played, I played the weekend of Fortnite the night or two we played <laughs> Suppose. And you're like, hey, Drew, go to this house and there's an item there. Oh, thank, thanks, Ross. And I go there and I get a gun and I shot someone. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I got flustered and I cried because, you know, violence. <laughs> current affair really upset me. <laughs> oh, current affair. Uh, uh, and last of all, I've been playing a little bit of New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. And this is because I've just picked up a Hori D-pad Joy-Con. 
Um, I went into EB Games the other day and they had they had it on special for about uh, was thirty six dollars. I participated in that sale. Did you? Yeah, you? I actually uh, went in there with the intent of looking for one of them because you oh, really? recommended them. Um, yeah, but they didn't have any. Oh, I got the last one. Yeah, yeah, because I, I was just I wasn't I had no intention of buying anything. I said, oh, they've got that uh, that Joy-Con. I'm like, and I'm thinking back, I'm like, because on the Switch, in my opinion, there is no good D-pad to play with. No, yeah. <laughs> on the Switch itself, obviously, you've got that problem. Then the uh, the the uh, Pro Controller, that D-pad is. I don't know how they made such a bad D-pad from Nintendo. It's it's pretty pretty yeah. sad. Right, yeah. But playing playing this one, uh, just uh, my impressions of the thing. The D-pad is pretty good. It doesn't strike me as like the best D-pad, but it's very functional. It doesn't do. It doesn't have the problems the official Nintendo D-pad has, where you can rock your finger on the left or right of it, and it can register as up and down. Yep. That's the once one of the biggest problems. Like if you're playing Tetris and you go left or right. You can accidentally knock it up, so then bam, your shape's in the wrong spot straight away. <laughs> if you're playing on, if you're playing on that controller, yeah, like it's just it's just an awful controller. And playing it, using it for some uh, 2D games, it just like registers your stuff completely wrong. Yeah, I, f- I first found out about it playing uh, slime slime sand slime sand on Switch. Yeah, and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with this thing? And I'm just like looking at the D pad, and I'm like, I can rock this on the left or right. It's like a it's like a problem like on the Xbox 360 with that big fat D-pad. I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. I don't, then, like, I don't think the, the the fat D-pad was that effective. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Because mm. <laughs> like, look, just looking at it, like, oh, it's fine. But when you actually like look at it closer, closer <laughs> it's a... Uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, this the Joy-Con, the D-pad's great. The, uh, the joystick feels exactly the same. I think they're actually using the exact same... Uh, joystick, which is great. That's one of the most important things on the Joy-Con, obviously. Uh, the back to the trigger and the bumper, they sound different, but they feel the same, which is good. Uh, the only things that feel different are the actual, uh, the minus button and the capture button. They're made out of rubber, rubber rather than the hard plastic. Yeah. And instead of like a click sound, you get it's just like a mush. <laughs> but the, but it's not such a big deal because they're buttons you're not using that often. You might just be, oh, a screenshot now and again. Bam, yeah. Or... Yeah. Yeah, just pausing the game, you might just use that. Yep. But of of course, uh, it's not wireless or anything, so it has no. It doesn't have rumble. It doesn't have wireless, so you can't use it while in tabletop mode or console mode. So it's only on the switch itself in the handheld mode. That's the only way you can use it. So I've just got it like on and off for like, oh, I'm playing Mario. Put it on. Got a D pad. Cool. Yep. You're playing obviously. You're playing a Mario Party or something. You know, it's in the bin. <laughs> but uh, for uh, 30, 36 Australian, I'm really happy with it because I, I saw them on uh, was it Play Asia. You can get them for like fifty or forty. Now that that's a fair bit for like a Joy-Con that's missing a lot of features. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah. for thirty five on sale, I thought it was a great pickup, and I definitely recommend it if you're playing a lot of uh, these sort of two D games in handheld mode because mm-hmm. there's so many of them like the Switch is like the perfect place it's a Nintendo console which you can take on the go which needs a good D-pad it just needs a good D-pad yeah no, but no. it's okay at the end of the day I didn't get you I, I, I didn't get a Hori pad but I did get a cheap brand new game So, oh what'd you get? Uh, Warriors or Richie 4 oh nice how much you get it for? Uh, 50 oh yeah nice yeah so I'm happy enough with that mm. you've been playing it much or? Uh, yeah I put a couple of hours into it but have you already played this on um, PlayStation though? Or no, no, no. This is the new one. Oh, it's a new one. Yep. Yeah, it's a new one. Three is the one you're thinking of. That was on Wii U. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was a while ago since the last one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well. Quite a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, scoop de doo. Okay, so nothing to say on that. Just <laughs> no, no. It's 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 good. It's Warriors Orochi. It's the thing is, is I own shit three Muso games. Yeah. So Hyrule Warriors, Fire Emblem Warriors, and Warriors Orochi. They all play pretty much what you expect them to. They're like they ne- they they never really change. Yeah. They never really change. If you're into them, you're into them. If you're not into them, then you're probably never going to be into them. That's just sort of how they are. Mm. So yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to some uh, quick news thingamajigs for us. So Persona Five is uh, rumored to be coming out on Switch. Obviously, there's rumors going around every- everywhere. Uh, <clears throat> so basically, that uh, this rumored that it's going to be announced uh, sometime this month and out before. Well, it would have to because that's when all the Persona news is coming. Yeah. So there's like there's the anime which is airing, isn't it? So I was like um, Dash on Dash Culture. He was saying that it's likely to air or be announced sort of after the anime finishes. Yeah, and that yep. makes that makes so much sense. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. And obviously with a Joker coming out on in Super Smash Brothers in April, um, it all lines up really well. And you were also saying on I saw you were talking about this on Twitter that some data has leaked from on Discord on Discord was yep. it? From Super Smash Bros. So, uh, tell us a bit about this because I don't know much about this either. Okay, so uh, there's there's obviously always dedicated data miners for every single game that has a cons- like an update database in existence. Yeah. Um, but guy's been snooping around in the files and he's found a string of files that sort of indicates that um, there's going to be an alternate costume for Joker that features a hairstyle like a ponytail, mm-hmm. and his code name is Jane. So, what seems to be the case at the moment? Because a lot of people are sort of breaking it down. They're just like, "Oh, it, it could be, it could be on in Joker's, Joker's final smash." It's like, "Well, no," because they have a completely separate uh, code name file. Yeah. Or you know, th- there's there's this and that to it, sort of thing. And they've sort of just brought it down to there's going to be an alternate costume for Joker, like there was for say Cloud. Um, how he has his classic outfit or his Advent Children outfit. Be a bit like the fire, the fire Emblem characters too, having like the, well, the yeah. Robin, the Gel, and exactly, the male yeah. version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the same way, uh, and that this is actually they're actually going to feature both the male pro tag and a female pro tag, which has not yet been released. Um, but what they're thinking is that the P five S or whatever they're calling it, or P five R, which was the code name for it way before they said they were going to do stuff in March was people like, oh, P5R. Um, P5R. Um, the gib is that is that at the end of this, it seems that they'll announce P5R. It will feature um, the ability to be male or female protagonist, which is something that has happened in Persona before with Persona 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, only on the Vita version, I think it was, though. Um... I was PSP. PSP. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that they will announce P5S or R or whatever you want to call it, um, label off the uh, the female gender as a feature, all that stuff, and then with Smash, they'll be like, oh, by the way, both male and female protags are going to be available in Smash Bros. Hmm. And it'll be an alternate costume. Because... The way the way the way the line of code is set out is something along the lines of like digits, digits, Jane, digits, digits, ponytail, 
dot cxml or something like that <laughs> okay yeah and that's that c that cxml is important because that's the file name that they have for the recolors and skins and stuff yeah. like that hmm. so it's kind of interesting uh, it's exciting yeah well for well for smash it means that not only will um persona 5 beginning you know it's female protag but smash will also be getting that female protag at around you know the sort of same sort of conjuncture hmm. so that's cool um, yeah. I mean, I want this game as uh, I want this game as enough as, enough as it is on the Switch, but um, even just having the representation in Smash and feeling like Atlas are supporting the idea of it being on Switch because that's what it's felt like ever since Joker was announced for it. Yeah, at this point, I'll be a lot more surprised if by even June we don't hear anything about Persona Five on Switch. I'll be yeah. very surprised, like if Nintendo is just like. Yeah, no, bugger it. Let, let Joker in. Let, yeah. let him advertise a uh, exclusive PlayStation 4 <laughs> game. That's fine. Yeah. I'll be a lot more surprised if that was the case. But from uh, my Nintendo News, uh, they say, uh, the heavily rumoured Persona 5S seems to be available on the uh, to Nintendo Switch customers this autumn. The news comes from Twitter, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the user says that the game will be shown off on the Nintendo Switch sometime before May and is scheduled to be released this autumn. Persona 5R is thought to be a similar version to Persona 5S, but it's for uh, Sony's PlayStation 4, which is of the platforms the original it originally launched back in 2016. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so there might be two versions. Switch might be getting like a few of these things, and uh, maybe PlayStation might be getting more stuff because... Well, if it was anything like what happened with the PlayStation Portable version of 3, they had... They had Persona 3, they had a remaster like Golden type of game, and they also had mm-hmm. um, the PlayStation v- uh, the PlayStation Portable version, which um, differed in some ways. Um, one in that it had a female protagonist as a, as a playable option, and two, that some of the in-between stuff between, um, between the night phases... Uh, was sort of cut down and simplified. Maybe they're going to do the same thing for the Switch version. I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure. But I'd I'd rather, to be honest, I'd rather just see the whole thing get on there. And I'd love to see the dancing games come too. Well, yeah. I mean, you can borrow the dancing game. I've got the dancing game. Oh, do you? Game. Yeah. Yes. I, Give, got, can I, I please borrow it? Yeah. Which one? The f- number f- Persona 5 one. 5 one. Awesome. I'll borrow it off you. I didn't I didn't get both of them because it's just like, hey, here's $140. And yeah, like, yeah, exactly, yeah. I was like, no, no, I'm good, thanks. One's so enough for now. I only yeah. need one dancing game. Thank you very much. So, yeah, no, I I swear I told you that. Oh, you probably did, but yeah. I got it ages ago now. I've, I've got like I've got like halfway through it and I haven't gone back to it since Kingdom Hearts came out. Okay. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah, so oh, I've had it for a long yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm looking... <laughs> All right, I'm looking forward to playing that off you then. Yeah, there you I'll, go. I'll do some dancing. And then play actual Persona. I will play it, buddy. Don't you worry. <laughs> I'll be all over that Persona 5 on Switch. Uh, so this is just a real quick one. Splatoon 2 is getting an update. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, don't know if it's... Because uh, Nintendo's actually stopped the uh, content rollout for Splatoon 2. It's, yeah. uh, it, like, it's expired the amount of time they're all going to put into it. But um, now the... Uh, balances and stuff are coming to it yep so I just want to touch on that because I love Splatoon 2 need to get back to it Splatoon 2 it's always one of those games where you hear about it you're like huh yeah yeah I remember Splatoon yeah I remember 
This is another real quick one. So Mario Tennis Aces getting some new characters. There's Paulina from New Donk City. There's Dry Bones and uh, Carmack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're into uh, Mario, if you're still playing that game, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Are you still playing Mario Tennis no. Aces, Bryce? I'm not either. No. 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 I probably never will. Because if you come over, there's no chance in hell we're picking up Mario Tennis over Smash Brothers. <laughs> or uh, if we get sick of Smash, we'll all right. Let's play Mario Kart. If we get sick of Mario Kart, we'll like oh, I don't know, game of Mario Party maybe. Mm-hmm. A lot of Mario games we're playing over here apparently. Yeah. <laughs> or the hell, we got shit like Karate Party Crashes and. Yeah, all these indie games. I almost said karate pashes, but you know. <laughs> karate pashes. Oh, what kind of game would karate pashes be? <laughs> Not like kung fu moves. It's like all slow midair, but the uh, the. Uh... It's like this big dynamic thing. Then at the end, they just go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> little nip on the lips. Oh, there you go, buddy. Yeah. Who won? You're fighting Wait. over control. Who's ha- who has control of the pash? <laughs> who's the dominant one? Oh my god. <laughs> so no, uh, we're not playing. <laughs> Mario <laughs> <Tennis>. <laughs> yeah, oh. party crashes. And uh, we've got some big Pokemon movie trailers, which we don't. We never talk about movies on here, but obviously the Pokemon movies. They're obviously important. They're big enough to talk about, and these these ones obviously stand out more than like the last ones. Every year there's a Pokemon movie and you sort of look at it and go, huh, the animation's different. Oh, cool. yeah, Pokemon movie. So we'll start off with the biggest one. Uh, it's uh, Detective Pikachu. The second trailer came out. Looks good. It looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty excited for we it. We talked about this on the podcast ages ago and I was like, oh, there's a Detective Pikachu movie coming out. And, you know, at the time... It didn't seem that great. Yeah, I, I was fresh off the game and the game's, the game's good. It's just like very kiddie, easy, go through it. You're getting a decent story. It's like, oh, a movie. You're like, oh, you know, yeah. I don't really want, don't really need that. It's like, oh, Ryan Reynolds is uh, voicing Pikachu. That's weird. That's really weird. And then, it, then we got the first trailer and we're like, oh, it's actually kind of dark. Yeah. And like more adult. Yeah, okay. like, like a really broody atmosphere. Yeah. And like the Pokemon, some look at, like cute, the others look bloody disgusting. And I love it. Yeah. Like Mr. Mr. Mime with like his basketball head and like... You sounded oh, like Steve Irwin right there. I bloody love it. I bloody love it. Oh, just get around the Detective Pikachu movie, boys and girls. Oh. Look at this. Look at this Ludicolo. <laughs> yeah, so Ludicolo, like... <laughs> like in, in the game, it's like, ah, oh, he's, a, he's a weird looking Pokemon, isn't he? He's but a shaggy it, duck boy. Yeah, but in the, in the movie, he's like, what the hell is that? He's weird and disgusting. Could you imagine training that? <laughs> like really, like, like <laughs> you've got like you've got Charizard is like a big menacing, like huge lizard breathing five, and you got Ludicolo is like this big fluffy duck pineapple. It's like, what the? <laughs> it's like what on earth? And you get some mar- maracas onto that bad boy, and <laughs> yeah, but uh, can't wait for this. And it's actually coming to Australia day and date too, so we're getting it May 9th. Yeah, whereas in uh, America it's May tenth. Obviously, with time change, that's the same. Because um, a lot of people were worried that uh, in Australia we were going to get it two months later. Yeah. And obviously, if we get that movie two months later, we're going to be listening to it on podcasts, YouTube, just reading forums, Reddit. It's going to be wrecked. It's going to be ruined. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So it's good we're not going to be waiting for that. I'm I'm looking forward to doing an episode on Detective Pikachu. Just kind of sounds silly that like. Sorry, it kind of just stuck in there for a second. Why the why the why the hell do people insist we don't get movies day and date nowadays? Like we live in a such a such an era, yeah. Just where yeah. we can transmit data in seconds. Yeah, just upload it to YouTube. Set it as a private video. You're fine. <laughs> Play it in the cinema. She's good. There you go. Is that how it works? Doesn't it? <laughs> Definitely. But you know what I mean. It's just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It's like, why does it take two months to get a movie over here? Like, it's so it's so stupid. Mm. Well, yeah, I guess it just comes to like their budget and where they can put it and all that type of stuff. Dude, yeah, but you would think in in countries like I don't know if you're going from US to Australia or US yeah. to Japan or something like that, you, you know that you know that there's going to be revenue there somewhere. And... Yeah. Well, Australia, like Nintendo has like a depot here. Like uh, Australia is a pretty big. Well, not, obviously not big compared to Japan or America, but it is a, like a pretty big it's bit of their business. Bigger, yeah. yeah, so you know, not releasing a movie here day and date would be pretty silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't want to talk about too much of this trailer. You've, you've already seen it probably, and if not, you can go and see it, but really love the look of this movie. Can't wait to go and see it. Yep. Finally, finally a Pokemon movie that isn't just like Ash saving the world. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Ash saving the world, the next trailer <laughs> is a remake essentially of the first Pokemon movie. Mewtwo Strikes Bank. Yeah, so I loved this movie when it came out. Yeah, I, same. I saw our friend Johnny Peck, he put on Twitter saying how he actually, he hated the Pokemon first Pokemon movie when, mm. he, when he was 11 years old, when he went to see it in the cinema. And he thought that was like the general consensus. Like, oh yeah, everyone just thinks it was a bad movie. And everyone's like, what the hell, dude? It was a great movie. Yeah. And obviously there's a bit of nostalgia talking there. Like, I haven't seen it in years. But uh, when I did watch it, you know, when I was a bit older, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. I really liked it how it, it started up with like the uh, the Pokemon battle and it's got like that remixed theme. Wanna be the very it's really cool. And obviously that bit where Pikachu, was. like Ash has turned the stone, Pikachu's crying. It's a, it's a pretty big like moment for uh, in the Pokemon series. Yeah, just fans looking back on. So I think it was a great movie. Now no, it's, it's been, even it's even a meme to this day. Yeah, it's a good meme. Yeah, good meme. Yeah, crying P- Pikachu. P- Pikachu makes for good memes. Yeah, he does. <laughs> how do he does? Uh, so where was I? Uh, yeah, they so they've just shown the new trailer and shown off the new sort of animation style for this. It's not animated; it's like a CG. Yeah, and it, it doesn't appeal to me at all. No, um, I don't think it looks very good. No, I do appreciate how like in the in the last Pokemon movie they really did different animation. I thought that's cool. In the uh, the Pokemon the Pokemon movie I Choose You, they did different animation again, mm-hmm. and like I really like how they're experimenting with this type of stuff. Yeah, but. When I saw like the screenshot of Ash, Brock, and Misty, I immediately thought of Robot Chicken. <laughs> yeah, and like I went to, I went actually looked up some Pokemon Robot Chicken skits on YouTube. I'm like, oh well, the movie looks way better than Robot Chicken, obviously, but it's like the same type of <laughs> style. Almost. It kind of, it kind of just makes you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like I, that was the first movie that I'd ever bought as a kid. Yeah, so my on my VHS. Yes, yeah, my granddad bought it for me. Yep. And like I've got a picture of it's actually like one of my only pictures I've still got left well not only pictures, but it's the main one I had up of him after he passed away. Yeah. Where me as a little boy I've got my I've got my Teddy, blue Teddy, I've got my uh <laughs> video and my uh, Mewtwo Pokemon card holding it and he's next to me like with the uh like his arm around my shoulders type of thing. And it's like I guess that's sort of like the memories I have of that movie, like mm-hmm. really uh good memories of like my gr- grandpa, yeah, or granddad, yeah. No, yeah. I uh, I earned my first my first twenty dollars when I was like four or five years old, and I bought the movie. It's only twenty dollars. Yep. Yeah. Bargain. Bargain. <laughs> Bargain. Bargain. But yeah. So um. Yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I I don't th- I don't think it'd be on my watch list just because it kind of tarnishes the memory for me. I've got to clip that out. I might as well just clip that out. Like, uh, I don't know. That's that's our reaction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, kids are into that animation. They'll love it. 
cool. Enjoy the first movie, which you know we grew up in on twenty years ago at this point. Yeah, not quite twenty years ago. It's no, almost twenty. Yeah, no, twenty years ago. It's it's, it's pushing it, isn't it? No, twenty years ago. Because I was about. It would be. I was I'm about four 20, or five. I'm yeah. twenty six. I don't year. think I was at school yet. I was not, wasn't at primary school no, you're yet. At tw- you you would have been four. I was about five years old. Wow. So twenty years ago. Twenty yeah. years ago. So we're old. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We're real old, aren't we? Mid twenties. <laughs> oh. Like, I, I I was just thinking about it yesterday. I'm just like I'm just like looking back. I'm like when I turned twenty six this year, I just realised that eight years have gone since I was last in school. Hmm. Holy crap! <laughs> well, what about the people older? What about the people in their thirties who are listening to you say this? Are like, yeah, they're probably yeah. They're sorry, fellas. <laughs> they're all just like get 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 fucked, mate. But then like the uh, you know, the blokes even older than that, or like the girls and boys, and it's all right, guys. It's all right. We can be sad together. <laughs> be sad. I don't feel old yet, mate. I'm not yeah. a dad yet. I'm not bloody getting around with my bloody walking frame and my yeah. grey hair. Yeah, I'm getting there. I've got some red hairs in my beard though. It's really weird. I don't know. I don't know how to... Dude, dude, have you ever looked at my beard? Jesus Christ. I'm like the... I've look, I'm looking at your beard right now. It's behind the pop filter, but she's right. I'm I'm like the definition of multicolored. <laughs> I'm like blonde and then I've got grey and then I've got black and then I've got brown and then I've got orange all in one beard. It's really weird. All in one beard. All in one beard. Brass beard. All in one. All in one. Different colours. Nintendo Switch. Alright, Russ, let's move on to Gen 8 of Pokemon. So last week. The Galar region. The Galar region. <laughs> the Galar cock at the cockatoo region. Yeah, exactly, yep. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it was announced last week in a, a direct. Uh, myself and Nato did an episode at 1 o'clock my time in the, in the morning for it. So. Uh, we might be able to have a bit more of a, a chat where I'm a bit more cognizant, <laughs> <laughs> a bit more awake. Yeah. Uh, so you've pretty much heard my opinion straight after, but Bryce, we haven't heard yours yet. Uh, what do you think of the graphics, the art style, the sort of the the uh, sort of the theme of the region, Look, the it Pokemon? Looks, it looks stupidly pretty. Um, obviously, we've only seen three Pokemon at this point that are unique to the region. Yeah, it's starter Pokemon. Yeah, it's based on Ingot. Yes, and it's got a steampunky vibe in the major city, which is cool. In the, uh, I don't think that was the major city. Well, it in one of the major cities. It does show it like in the. Uh, there's a city in the middle of the region which gets shown on the map. That seemed to be the steampunk aesthetic. Yeah. Whereas you've got a city which seems to be more based off London, up the uh, the top of the region near the snow. Yeah. And that seems to be a bit more futuristic with like Big Ben and uh, a few uh, icons like that. So the map really confuses me because it's literally just like a friggin. It's just straight. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this is pretty much um, the UK flipped on its head. That's that's the shape of it. Yeah. Um, what does concern me is just uh, maybe how linear the region might be going through it. Like, you've you've had regions yeah. in the you've had regions in the past like which have been like circles with like the major city in the middle. You've seen two regions like that now, so I'm happy they've moved away from that shape because yeah. I was getting sick of that. But going back to the first three generations of Pokemon, so Kanto, Johto, and Hoenn, you had like a looking at the region. There wasn't like a a path you could see. In the games, there was a path you took, yeah. but there wasn't. It wasn't so look like looking at it straightforward. Yep. So that's just my concerns on this. But if you look closely, you can see like uh, train tracks coming out of caves and like all that type of stuff. So it might not be just progression from bottom to top. You might take the train station to the middle city, then you might move back here. You might go into some caves in the mountains on the side. Like, we don't know. 
Yeah, yeah, not till we get more mm-hmm. info. Oh, look, I'm I'm glad they dropped the direct because it's sort of just like it's one of those games this year where it's just like we kind of need to know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, just tell us, like, just tell us. <laughs> I said this before too, but it's 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 March now. Yeah, and we've got to wait to November for this game. Supposedly, like it will be November, I assume, but we don't know for sure. It's going to be a long, long wait of just like trickle of information, and they've got they've got a lot of marketing to do for this game throughout the year. The keepers hyped. Yeah. So that might also mean like blowing their load on all the new Pokemon too, which have which they'd done last generation for Alola. Yep. So that that might be be a bit concerning because I I just want to come into this game and just discuss, I want to play it now and just discover it all. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to see it now. No. Yeah. I, I like I'm fine with the information we've got. Maybe a little more detail on new features or stuff like that yeah exactly yeah but I don't I don't want it to be ruined like they're always talking about like oh kids kids nowadays don't want an end game in Pokemon yeah they they, they don't want to pay attention but it's like they've kind of cranked that up to 300 they're just like the kids want to know exactly what Pokemon are going to be in the game and so we're just going to tell you everything and then Mm. it's just like oh my god no don't do that because X and Y the lead up to that they didn't announce the uh, starter Pokemon evolutions and that was fantastic. So you're picking like one of the starters, not knowing what it's going to turn into, and having having that uh, throughout the game. When it, when you get it to level sixteen, you're like, oh my god, what's it going to turn into? Like yeah. you, you did not know. No. And you might be disappointed, or you might be happy with what you got, but it's self discovery. <laughs> and, and people are like, oh, you know, I've got to see the extra evolutions to know what I'm going to pick. So yeah. the, the first playthrough of the Pokemon game, just don't even worry about that. It's all mm. about discovery. Whether it's going to the new cities, discovering uh, the people in them, the Pokemon, like just the region itself, just discovering it. But you can play, you can play it through again and like think about your team and yeah, exactly all yeah. that type of stuff. That's, that's what I tend to do. Yeah. That's why I didn't like X and Y, not X and Y, Sun and Moon, because you get to a town and they're just like, hey, blah 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 blah. Like there's no discovery in it. No, and they they told us everything in the marketing material, and you know we couldn't ignore that because we're doing a Nintendo podcast, and I wouldn't be able to ignore it anyway because it's it's there and I would want to know about it <laughs> yeah yeah I agree but yeah really excited um, I agree with you the graphics look really nice but to, to be honest it is what I expected yeah like it isn't like oh shit because I I, rec- I recorded myself with the reaction but like <laughs> I can't find it because I literally just set up OBS and I don't know what file it's going to so I haven't seen it yet but my reaction wasn't like oh my god it was just like ah oh, cool nice cool. looks good Looks yeah. good. Like the the area in the cave with uh, like the, all the coloured lights and everything, and the snow with the lights, it, it looks awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it looks uh, ultra pretty. Mm. Um, I I like that it's got like an English theme. I like the memes that have come out of it as oh, well. I love the memes, man. The memes, the comics, <laughs> everything that's come out of it. They've just made this female trainer like an aggressive, yeah, drunk I love that forty year old mum. Like I don't, I don't want to use the exact language on this podcast, but it's like, oh you, oh you bloody slag, come and battle me! Oh, you get fucked! It's like, oh, tear out your throat! It's like when I'm like reading that meme, it's like, oh, that's a bit stereotypical, guys. You know, it's a bit, it's a bit rough. Then like videos are coming up, like there was this guy in a some English city. He's like walking an emu, and some guy, <laughs> yeah, some guy's recording out of his, uh, out of his. Car. Why have you got an ostrich? Oi, what you got an ostrich? It's a, it's an amio, you fucking dick, or something like that. Damn you, you dickhead. And the subtitle's just like, uh, the new Pokemon games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But I, I love I love the countryside. Oh, it looks so pretty. Like the like the sunshine. It's funny because it should be overcast and raining all the time, but I'll, I'll, I'll let it slide. The sun's nicer. 
Oh, like I like this better than Alola, than the uh, like the tropical the setting. Yeah. The thing that bu- well, the thing about the bugs me about Alola is it's like, hey, here's four islands, and then there's nothing in between them. There's no real sense of discovery or journey, just going between like the islands. No, it's just like yeah, press A, you're there. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's like I know that the islands have routes in them and stuff like that, but it's kind of just like you could have like a whole thing. Yeah. Oh, well, we've bitched enough about Santa Moon. <laughs> Uh, what I what I want to talk about is sort of the uh, the football stadium sort of shown in the region. I can count about five in this map, but in in the actual trailer itself, it shows a trainer walking in with pretty much football a football jersey on, and then there's a Pokemon battle that takes place in that stadium. I think it's almost pretty obvious that these are going to be gyms, but like what I'd love is a different take on the gyms, and I put this on Twitter too, so whether they sort of like have a take on like the English Football League where you're like whether you're trying to beat teams or you're a part of a team and you're trying like to climb the ladder mm-hmm. and eventually you get up to the Pokemon League and like you're versing like maybe the the champion team or what it like whatever it might be however yeah. you want to phrase it whatever but I think that would be awesome to have like a real take on the English Football League not just like not just have a Pokemon not just have like this is a football stadium and it's a gym battle the gym leader you're done. You get the badge. Like, I think it'll be a lot more interesting if they sort of try and put like that football spin on it. It'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, I, I don't know. I, I just obviously we've only got a scarce bout of, uh, bout of information at the moment. I think um, what what we've been given at the moment is pretty good. Uh, like I was saying about the starters before, Grookey's probably my least favorite pick. Mm-hmm. Scobble being my first, and then Score Bunny looks like it's going to turn into a firefighting. So yay for that! <laughs> um, I think, I mean, this this game, in my opinion, is going to be pretty important for the sake of two Pokemon series. Yeah, and that specifically is um, the Stadium series and the mainline JRPG, because obviously they're not going to make a Stadium series game anymore. And they're just going to focus on having this JRPG as your stadium game that you play at home on the TV and you do your Wi-Fi battles and shit on. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's obviously going to be a major part of it now. Um, so, I think... And, look, just looking at the map, uh, the map doesn't really reveal a lot other than, you know, the stadiums and towns and whatever. But as for end game and all that stuff, I don't know if we're missing something here. There's clouds covering part of the region. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. Whether they like it doesn't look like it's covering that much the actual clouds, but maybe there's not. Maybe there's an island here. Maybe like who knows? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like there there could be there could be something there. It's just sort of a case of like the complaints that we generally have with Pokemon, which I will not repeat because I'm sure you've probably heard them a million times before. Um, we're a broken record here in the house. We are we are one hundred percent a broken record, except we're a broken heck record of like um, hollaback girl. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, except it's just like all it is is the chorus over and over again. Um, oh God! Few turns have been around that check. <laughs> I just think that, especially with our major complaints, which again you've you've heard before, they really need to be addressed. They need to treat this game not as they did with Sun and Moon saying Bite again the kids don't care because at the moment it's quite obvious that yeah no the kids don't care 
the kids are caring less and less about Pokemon nowadays and it's really leaving it up to the generation that already grew up with it to help push this series forward. They're the ones buying the games. They're the ones doing this and that. They're the ones doing podcasts about it. They're the ones doing podcasts about it. You know, they're the ones promoting the game, all that stuff. Obviously, you're still going to have stuff in there for kids. Kids do still enjoy Pokemon. I have a child that enjoys Pokemon, but it's just like you can't you can't base on the content of your game on the age demographic that you're basing. It. But like that, like just just for context too, this was uh, the director of uh, was it? Oh, no. Uh, Omega Ruby oh, <laughs> Omega Ruby and Alpha, Alpha Sapphire. Sapphire I could not get it out of my mouth for some reason yep. uh, he basically went on record saying uh, there, there is limited post game in these games because uh, people aren't interested in sticking around with the same game people are jumping between games all the time now and he's saying this in an age of destiny and uh, you know Fortnite where people yeah. are playing the same game for like, are pretty much exclusively playing one game yeah yeah and myself and many other fans want almost want Pokemon to be like the game they keep coming back to I want a Pokemon that I could play for 300-500 hours and still be satisfied exactly I want I want nothing more than a Pokemon game which maybe you will even update with more information or more like stuff to do whether it's free little things or even a DLC pack I'll be all about it yeah I'll be all about like going to a different uh, island to do like a, a set of challenges or whatever they decide to put in yeah but just the last couple of games when they've dropped it and it's like all right you're done so <laughs> i've waited for this game all year and i've just beaten eight easy gyms i want more <laughs> yeah exactly yeah like yeah. the thing is the yeah. thing is we just that's what it needs to be marketed on. and and past pokemon games have done it really well you've had the remake remakes of fire and leaf green where you've had a whole bunch of islands to explore and you've had a they've added on uh, the story for Team Rocket what they got up, got up to after Giovanni left in between gold and silver yep. you had uh, Pokemon Emerald which added a huge challenge which was the Battle Frontier yep. which, which some facilities were bullshit in that but that's fine of course they were bullshit but it also added the challenge that we wanted yeah I don't want. I don't really want bullshit challenge, but <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we're 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 more knowledgeable about Pokemon nowadays that we can build teams around that and do. All that yeah. See, so yeah, I I remember I got to the very last challenge of the Battle Pyramid, and yeah. I just, I just got swamped. Yeah. And looking back on it now, my Charizard and everything had like the wrong natures, not EV trained, you know. Yeah. All, all that uh, nerdy stuff in Pokemon, which I just didn't know about back then. But if it, but if it was if it was you had more of a chance and you know obviously like competitive Pokemon battling is a very well it's it's sort of a growing scene right mm. now whether it be in the TCG or the video games yeah Um, and a lot of people you will see that are playing the competitive scene are people who mainly older are older yeah and the people that aren't old uh, and are actually quite young in the ages of like 10 to 12 bracket or stuff like that, they are almost always coached by somebody, by an older sibling or something like that that's helping them learn this and then doing it. There were, there were like there was a guy that was like considered a little wizard Pokemon, but he was just like, oh, I have to really sort of hand it out to my older brother for helping me learn this stuff. Yeah. You know, in the at the end of the day... You need to. They need to not treat this game as if it were only being played by little children. Mm. And if they, it, again, we're in the age of Fortnite and all that, we just kind of need to 
have a Pokemon game that can last us that long, 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 long time. Give yeah. us the incentive. Let us do it. Mm. So just just moving off that onto like uh, there's there's a big split on the internet. Pretty much, it's almost fifty fifty from at least when I looked at it anyway. That like wild battles are back to normal. I know we talked about this uh, a few episodes ago when you were on. Yeah. That this is what you wanted. You want it to be normal again yeah, going yeah. in. So yeah. that's good. Uh, I I was a bit disappointed initially that they got rid of that. But th- like thinking thinking back to it, seeing the graphics and how much Let's Go chugged, especially in like the forest areas where there's lots yeah. of Pokemon, it will just it'll just make the game not be able to be as graf- graphically impressive with all that stuff on screen. But in my opinion, too, it just it does remove a sense of mystery by having them just pop up and walk around. Yeah, I I it just it, I felt like it added a lot to the world just seeing Pokemon freely moving around. And and yeah, and I get that's the argument, but yeah, look. A sense of mystery is what's great about Pokemon when you... Especially if they don't do what they did with the sun and moon and reveal literally fucking everything. Um, <laughs> but it's it's sort of like, I want I want to run into a grass encounter. I want to see what Pokemon comes up. And I want my first experience to be mainly that. I don't want it to be all these Pokemon like, Oh, what the hell is that? Let's go touch it. I've already seen what it looks like outside of battle, so I don't get that initial surprise of, hey, look, that's badass. It's just sort of like, yeah. oh, I touched I touch this bird thingy. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully um, they don't announce it all beforehand. And, and the same thing with um, the shinies as well. I really liked it for shinies. When it popped up, I still got the <gasps> shiny. Yeah, but I feel like it's more intense. You're like, been <sighs> been chaining and you've been really grinding it out. You're like, I want that shiny. And then when it finally comes up, Think about it. Think about your initial reactions to like shinies and that, and then your shiny Latios reaction. Yeah, because I was looking for that Latios for way too long. Exactly, but it still made you go, "Holy shit!" When it came up and you got into the battle immediately, and you're just like, "Holy crap!" Yeah. But like, how many shinies have you caught in, in uh, Let's Go? Like a lot. Exactly. <laughs> it kind of loses its flavor that. when you catch so well, goddamn many. Well, remember when I was in the car and I got this uh, shiny Sentry? I, you got a reaction out of me. I was like, yes! Oh, yeah! yeah! No, yeah, and you got a shiny Paris because I drove the car to work. <laughs> oh, I got two shinies in that 20-minute car trip. It was yes. great. Thanks, yes. mate. Yeah, it makes you feel good, but it also kind of removes the... I got those endorphins before having to serve beer at the pub. It removes the pizzazz of like, yeah, I, I, I've been putting my effort into this. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I do see where you're coming from, and you do have a point. Yes, yeah. Um, any other Pokemon stuff you'd like to touch on before we leave? Nah, not really. Um, it, it's obviously we only got like, well, technically we only really got five minutes of information or so. We got we got our view of the region. I'm I really do like how colourful it looks and how great it looks, but again, it's got to fill the slot of filling stadium version stadium stadium lion shoes and the jrpg shoes now because there's absolutely zero fucking point to them ever making a battle coliseum or anything like that ever again yeah. if actually it will be interesting because they describe this game as like the handheld game where they describe let's go as the console game so whether they it'd be interesting to see if like multiplayer mini games and all that type of thing work its way into this where you yeah. can hand off the joy cons and maybe do that type of thing i would like to see that because it would be good. At the end of the day, it will be played <laughs> on your TV. People will be coming over, and just the option to be like, "Hey, um, yeah, let's play a game where you just like go to the menu and you can just do it that easily." Um, so yeah. Uh, so last topic of the show, Bryce, our Lord and Savior, the man, Reggie of the hour, Reggie Fizzamay. He is uh, leaving Nintendo April. 
And Doug Bowser is taking over. No, oh, no, Bowser. As president, <laughs> as president of Nintendo America. The only thing that worries me about uh, the only thing that worries me about Bowser taking over is I don't know whether he was on the good side of EA or the bad side of EA. I have no idea. Uh, he, he was he was from EA like before they turned ordinary. <laughs> yeah, but who's to say that he wasn't working with the bad side of EA before he? Off. Well, I, I've I've not done my research on Doug Bowser. We'll I have to, not. We'll do, we'll do a background check on him for next week. <laughs> make sure he's uh, been behaving himself. But you know, obviously, we have plenty of complaints with the EA. So it, it's kind of just like hopefully um, they are making the right decision mm. in who they're picking for company yeah. president, especially when you have such a big name to live up to in Reggie. Oh yeah. So we're we're not going to go into like you know the news story necessarily. This has been this has happened two weeks ago now. But as Nintendo fans, Reggie has been a huge sort of... Incredibly huge. Icon in our lives, I guess. I don't, that sounds, it sounds weird to say that. Yeah, he's not, he's not like, he's not like a, a role model or anything like that. But he's... he's yeah. when, especially Even when we were young, it was just like, if you were hearing about Nintendo news, the news was coming from Reggie. Yeah. If you were watching somebody deliver a presentation, it was probably from Reggie. You know, um, Reggie entered the company with sort of a big bang... Uh, what, fifteen years ago was it? Yeah, two thousand. So two thousand four, he took over as the uh, president of Nintendo America. Yeah, so fifteen years. And ago. he he joined Nintendo back in two thousand three as sort of the, in the marketing role. Yeah. And yeah, so was it? Two, it was two thousand three where I pretty much got into gaming. Yeah. I wasn't looking up news and getting uh, sucked into the industry type of thing. I was only nine years old, so I'm not following all that type of stuff. No, yeah. But that's yeah. when I was like, that's when I started playing Pokemon. And slowly from there, uh, up to the launch of the DS. The DS was like when I started reading gaming magazines. Yeah, I remember there was a it was a it was Total Gamer, and they were like, "Oh, there's there's this rumored um, Nintendo handheld. It's got two screens, and they had like a Photoshop of a Game Boy Advance SP with just like two screens branching off of it." <laughs> like if if you go back to that that time, there were so many weird photoshops of like, oh my god, two screens! I can't comprehend two screens! Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> then when they bring it out, all it is is like, oh, there's a screen between the buttons and the D pad. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but he was the one who came out and announced like the DS, showing off like the prototype of that with Mario sixty four running. Yeah. Not, obviously, before then, he's he came out with the famous quote, mm-hmm. which I'm going to butcher if I say it now. <laughs> well, that kicking ass something and making games I don't know why I've forgotten can you can you think of it off the no yeah. I've yeah. forgotten that middle line so have I but he's a bit, they're about making games yeah, no, yeah we're, we're talking about Reggie here we forgot his most important quote no his most important quote is my body is ready <laughs> <laughs> and obviously all, all the uh, sort of memes and uh, the pop culture stuff that came out of that he is like he has been one of the most in the spotlight presidents of any gaming company in existence yeah. if not the the biggest one and even then he'd only be shortly followed by a wider or he'd be on the same pirate par as a wider before mm. he passed um yeah well a wider was doing e3 presentations and that but obviously with his uh, lack of being able to speak fluent english yeah that sort of hindered him yeah um then when directs came out obviously they'd been able to edit uh, edit the videos a lot more so yeah. a wider can like during a and stuff like that. Yeah, but I'm yeah. saying like those those two were so huge in the spotlight, and obviously Awada died, um, rest in peace, uh, quite a few years ago now. Mm. Um, yeah, it's getting to four years ago. Getting four years, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, you know, that's uh, 
it was an awful tragedy. Uh, and now we are coming to an era where Re- Reggie's leaving Nintendo. Um, but both of these people have been sort of involved in uh, their roles since we were little. Yeah. So a lot of the information, and they always made sure they were in the spotlight talking about their stuff and promoting their brand and, you know, doing the right thing by their company. And, um, you know, they're not, they were never the type of people to be controversial or anything like that. They were just business presidents who were about having fun playing video mm. games, all that stuff. And um, as Nintendo fans, uh, their passion and the way they talked about Nintendo was always like, you know, that that's who they wanted to be and yeah. they played their own games and Yeah, he always he always had sort of a, a knowledge of the product he was at he was selling. Yeah. Like he, he knows video games, he's been playing video games, you know, growing up and everything. Yeah. Much like all of us. He always goes on about his favourite game is linked to the past on the S N E S. Yeah. And all that. And I feel like like his his public Ford like his Ford public like figure yeah like a lot of other companies in the gaming industry back then did not have that no they don't so like even today they don't really have that yeah so like with sony you had like you had uh, jack jack tritton and that but they, he was he was on nowhere of like sort of likability of reggie yeah reggie he, he came out sometimes i think he, he was a bit too markety in the way he spokes especially in the wii u era where you know he kind of had to to try and sell to, to a shift pretty consoles. a pretty ordinary box like yeah with the switch with stuff like the ds the wii and the switch it's a bit easier for him to be like yeah it's selling great it's innovative you know it, it's just easy and he has fun with it which which yeah I'm, I'm glad that he got to do with the switch before he ended up retiring um mm. because you know obviously the wii u era was a bit of a dark period for them they were losing a fair bit of money and yeah they never really profited and Fans were angry, and it was hard to take <laughs> feedback from raging, raging, yeah, raging people sending them death threats, yeah, type of thing. And like you see this with um other companies too, like Jack Tretton from Sony, obviously the PS3 and, and uh, the Vita were like a bit of a downward tra- a trajectory for them. Yeah. Then when the PS4 came out, it came out to a record-breaking launch, and uh, he said, oh, "I'm resigning. Like I've done, I've brought out a new product." put it on the right path, it's successful, I'm out on a high note. Yep. Reggie's doing the same thing. He's came off the Wii U, which was a abysmal failure. Yep. Came out the Switch, huge success. He's like, all right, I've done my 13 years. It's time to peace out, enjoy the time with my family. And I feel happy. Like, at least at least this, yeah. is, at least this is a happy story. This isn't... With um, all the other sort of news stories coming the news out of the industry with uh, Activision the, and all that the Activision layoffs you got the Fire Monkeys layoffs in Australia here and just having this like alright yeah I've I've done my 13 years and I'm gonna spend it happily with my family yeah yeah so it's a, it's a good story in the end and what it comes down to is uh, hopefully Doug Bowser fills his shoes well and just just from like his past sort of speeches at maybe at E3 and uh, all that he seems to be, he seems to do a good job at least with the public facing figure. Yeah. Um, and I don't think like you're you're saying about EA. I think like his his past experience with VR. I don't think that's anything to get too worried about. If we do start seeing like <laughs> like microtransactions in that, like it's okay. But at the end of the day, um, even Reggie, his involvement with making these games in Japan really wasn't really much influence at all. So. Yeah. 
we're going to be safe. So you don't have to be too worried about that. Well, because like, I, don't get me wrong. EA, the the idea of EA's bullshit seeping into my favorite company scares me too. But <laughs> I don't think this is a uh, a situation like that. So. No, no, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I guess uh, I guess what we're saying is <laughs> Reggie, if if you're ever if you're ever listening to this, um, is that to thanks for being a part of our favorite favorite video game company for the last fifteen years. You have been an absolute giant in <laughs> Lit- what uh, shapes, shapes our excitement excitement for video games. You will always be in our. Uh, daily twitter scroll whether it be memes or you know uh, and we'll uh, never forget the that, work that you've done that was a thing too like for years the body is ready that meme it just went no one acknowledged it then the, the e3 2012 actually it was their last e3 uh, conference when reggie was doing the uh, he actually acknowledged that my body is ready meme yeah and the crowd just erupted <laughs> it was amazing because like like these days like the, they did the robot chicken skit with the directs and they're getting really weird with the stuff they're doing they're really playing into that wacky Nintendo vibe yeah but before then it was just like you know he comes up with his suit on he's like yeah this is a game this is how much it's selling good for us yeah but when when, when they lent into the sort of meme culture the sort of the what the fans are talking about online mm-hmm. that's when Reggie sort of really came into his own I feel yeah, yeah. for sure yeah so Reggie, love you, buddy. Come on, yeah. the, come on the podcast now. You don't have to worry about. <laughs> yeah, love you, man. We'll send you an email. Yeah, we'll send you an email. What's your email? Uh, Reggie sure. at bigpond.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, nothing else you want to bring up on the show, Bryce? Before we wrap it up, good to be back. Good to be back. It's good yeah. to have you back too, buddy. So it's not the first podcast I've been in since since uh, I said that I was coming back, but mm. I'm back here now. Yeah. So, so you've done. You've been on the eight bit cast. Yes. For episode three. We've we've both been on the eight bit cast now. Yeah, so I was on episode one. Yeah. You've just recorded episode three. That's which exactly right. Should be up in a bit. So uh, if you're interested in listening to eight bit cast shenanigans, you can either uh, there's a launch date. Yeah. So it it's a it's available on eight uh, bits Patreon. Yeah. That's which it. at the dollar tier you can listen to it. I think two, two weeks, weeks early, early, and then it's on free feeds two weeks later. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. So just and, I mean, there's some good conversations going there today. All we talked about was food. Yeah, and I laughed because Bryce is the perfect person to talk about food. Oh yeah, I'm he's perfect. a good cook and he loves his food. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, uh, I I laughed at him because he had like one of those two liter tubs of gr- the gravy powder. <laughs> and my mum the other day said, so, "Oh yeah, I got my. I think we were having roast or something." She's like, "Oh, this is. I'm like, oh, this is good gravy, mum. Yeah, I got one of those two liter tubs. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's one Bryce had. Because <laughs> you can only good. You, you can only buy it in that size, can't you? Yeah, you can only buy it in that size. But they're so good. The, the gravy oh, is so good. No, you don't get me wrong. That gravy is to die for. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening to the House of Mario episode eighty six. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on your podcast service of choice and leave a five-star iTunes review. Every little bit helps. And on Twitter, you can find me at iDruby. Bryce, where can they find you? Ivan And you can find the show at The House of Mario. And I forget to say this often, but we do have a Facebook page. Uh, most people have Facebook. If you want to keep updated on that platform, Check it go out. to Search House of Mario. It should come up in there. Um, if you'd like to join our Discord community to talk with us and our... Our lovely people. Our lovely people about Nintendo. There is an invite in the show notes. And, of course, we are a part of the 8-Bit Collective 10-plus Australian podcasts and one American one coming together to bring you awesome audio content for your ears. And, uh, yeah, Bryce, that's the end of the show. That is the end of the show. I'll see you next week, mate.
Yeah. And to play us off, our Nintendo jukebox this week is by Big Lax. It's Sword and Shield Freestyle, which is a Pokemon Sword and Shield rap. There are a couple of naughty words in there too, but... Just watch the naughty words. Watch the naughty words. I'm just giving you a warning in case you're listening to this with your kids in your car. Yeah. But yeah. Have fun, guys. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. It's the year of episode 100. Big Lax. When I step into the ring, everybody's eyes feel this is my terrain, my serve, my field. As I get to battling, I will never yield. Keep it egg slash, yeah. Sword and a shield, sword and a shield, sword and a shield. Keep it egg slash, yeah. Sword and a shield, sword and a shield, sword and a shield. Never change my stance, but keep a sword and a shield. I keep heat on my feet like a fucking score bunny. That's a beat for you, cheats, if you think that you're funny. Alright, me in the street, my tickets are more money. Straight to the top like a group. But every trainer rush I down is trying to shoot me. Yeah. Them niggas be hella goofy. Every sunny day should be a gift to them. Like your Ruby. Yeah. Wait, shit. I'm in charm. But you niggas, they can't tear me down. They're folding under pressure. They can't bear them. Hardest up in Gallows. So you niggas cannot scare when me. When I step now. into the ring, everybody's eyes feel. This is my terrain, my serve, my field. Soon as I get to battle in, I will never yield. Keep it egg slash, yeah. Sword and a shield, sword and a shield, sword and a shield. Keep it egg slash, yeah. Sword and a shield, sword and a shield, sword and a shield. Never change my stance.